Welcome back, everyone, to another great episode of Classic Elder Scrolls. This is episode 63, the transmogrification of a guild, brought to you by the Quest Gaming Network. This will be available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. And let us not forget Google Play. Today's record date is Turdos, the 10th of Sun's Dusk, and our show is sponsored to you. Yes, you listening or viewing us on the YouTubes. It is sponsored to you by Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com. Fantastic earbuds, guys. I've been using these headphones for ten, uh, five plus years, and they are fantastic. Go ahead, get your, get your, uh, get your earbuds over at Tweaked Audio. Dot com for superior sound quality and sound clarity. We're going to get you a whole bunch of stuff off, a whole bunch of money off when you go over to tweakedaudio.com as well. Uh, how about how about 30% off with our code off the record, all one word, at tweakedaudio.com. How about free shipping? Guys like free shipping, right? Yeah, Maybe. free. Yay. <laughs> Huzzah. Doesn't matter where on earth you live, you're going to get your tweaked audio earbuds shipped to you for free, and we're going to save you 30% off. You're going to spend $20, $25 around there, then 30% off, get shipped to free, and you're going to have these earbuds for a good long time. They are strong, they are durable, they sound great. The sound quality comes out of them is amazing. So, uh, yeah, tweakedaudio.com. And then, of course, by Audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, Audible, go ahead and get your free audiobook. From Audible, choose from hundreds of thousands of books over at Audible, and you can use our link, audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork, in order to get one of those free books, or one of those books to you for free. Enjoy, uh, enjoy probably about a good, I don't know, uh, three, four hours of free content right there in a, in a, in a, a book from many, many different genres. You just go ahead and, and pick. Uh, some of my favorite books are some of the Star Wars books from Star Wars The Old Republic. Those, uh, those books, listening to them was a joy to listen to. Their, the voice acting was amazing. And um, the background audio on a lot of those books, too. It's like listening to, it's like basically listening to an audio drama. That's how, that's how damn good they are. Uh, they, they've got some great Doctor Who books there as well from one of my, my favorite doctors, the, uh, the Eighth Doctor. Uh, you may want to check that out over at Audible and use our link to get that free book, audibletrial.com slash Network. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. <sighs> I'm your host and fellow Tamriel Traveler, Eve Arwen, and... I'm here with the one and only, the man who survived a showdown with Galarian the Mystic, or did he? Mike, the Tamrielic Historian. Hello, everybody. And everyone, I was just thinking, you know, I wonder if um, Big Finish is linked to Audible at all. Because, you know, you just, we're talking about Doctor Who books. Yeah. And for what they called the wilderness years uh, in the uh, 90s, there was no Doctor Who on TV. There was, you know, it was no. before the movie. It was before Eccleston became the Doctor, and Big Finish was the audio product. So I wonder if uh, Audible has some Big Finish on there. That'd be amazing if they did, actually. Yeah, it really would. Definitely, definitely something to look in. Yeah, definitely something to look into. Uh oh. Yeah, to... Uh oh. Who's who's that over there? But of that's course, free shipping. It, that is <laughs> <laughs> that is free shipping. It is. 
Um, but I'm hearing I'm hearing this uh, from a man. T- tales of this man's deeds are heard in the baying of the wolves of Camlorn. Oh, Mark the Sonorous. You know, I actually saw a werewolf drinking a Bloody Mara down at the Rosy Lion. His hair was perfect. That was me. His hair, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Just his hair? I mean, was his tail fluffed the right way? I mean... <laughs> oh, so great to be here. How are you guys doing? Very well. Very um, good. Great, great being here too. Uh, especially in Daggerfall, if you're if you're hearing the sounds of some eight bit deliciousness, that's our Daggerfall firing and rolling. And my goodness, folks, we might have forty five minutes of wall humping. We may not. I, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we only one way to find out. Only one way to so find these out. These are the ones that are always the most memorable. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Um, I just want to give a big shout out to our live Twitch chat room at twitch.tv slash Network. Hello, folks. Thanks for joining us. Also, to uh, those of you watching on YouTube, please uh, give us a, a like if you do, in fact, like. If you don't like us, uh, you know, just uh, instead of hitting that down button, why don't you just go ahead and leave? How about that? <laughs> um, Can't if, say something nice. Don't say anything at all. Yeah. All right. Well, often they don't. They don't have to say anything. Just. Anyway, but we would love it if you would like our video and then comment below. That would be wonderful too. Um, again, you can email us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com and you can uh, reach us on Twitter at elderscrollsotr. So, so there's there's that. Um, Mark. Mike. Yes. Mike. Mike. Yes. Tell tell everyone what we what we've got on the docket for them today. We've got one <clears throat> hell of a show. We do. We uh, will be in Daggerfall, and we are having fond memories of the Mages Guild. A history of will cover changes in the guild's evolution in the early part of the series. We're talking about the books from Daggerfall itself. And Sonarist, uh, Uncle Vanus wants you the use of guilds in the Elder Scrolls. From Dagger Falls to ESO, with particular attention to the Mages Guild. Plus, we have a fast question, crafting table, this week in holidays, gameplay challenges, tweets and emails, cats and dogs. Oh, <laughs> speaking of cats, we have the Two Moons Horoscope. Oh, and is Jazzledar on tap for us today to uh, give us our, our uh, Elsewarian prognostication? Ah, yes, he is, but I have to wait for the train. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this is this is good, yes, but but only good in a way where uh, perhaps uh, the the train go by and during the full moon. It, I don't know, Mark. Save me. I have no idea what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I, I I can tell you this. Um, hey, can I, you? Actually, <laughs> I actually ended up finding uh, a Dwemer train mod for uh, for Skyrim. Both I, on the Xbox and the PC. I Basically, uh, you go to Blackreach and it introduces a train, and you can apparently use the train will actually work as a house. And the more stations you unlock around the Dwemer ruins, the bigger the house gets. And yeah, it's apparently this huge quest. Wow. Well, um, okay. If uh, if there's everything, any anything to cement the fact that you're a murder hobo living on a train under the ground, exactly. might be it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God! 
that is definitely the way to hobo it, I guess. That, that is it, right? I mean, if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be a homeless <laughs> murder hobo, train. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so here you go, Hecalarina. Go. You just download that. You go on the train and you start murdering things along the way, left and right. <laughs> All right, uh, murder hobo okay. lifestyle. Um, <laughs> our our Tamrielic historian once again has has Jazzledar finally made it to the mic. Ah yes. Ah good. This one has ended his vacation in Canarthi's Roost. The fish elves there are very disturbing. The Malmer have colorless eyes and strange milky white skin, which any skin showing is strange to a Khajiit. But this one was able to bask in the traditional food and song of his own people finally. It has been too many years since this one has had comforts of home. While there, this one once again stopped at the temple of the two moons and partook in a ceremony known to provide visions to those with the gift. And this is what I saw. I saw a great man in the north blowing a trumpet, calling all those to him. This one saw a great tribe change its laws and tradition. The frozen ground ran with blood. The trumpet shakes with great discord. An agreement broken, lifting his face to Ethereus. The hateful mouth poured forth with blood. What a great loss there will be to the learning before the cycle of the moon is complete. What it was and will be again before the great dragon appears. Take from this what you will, my friends. And may warm sands be in your future. Ah, Dazzleda, thank you so much. So much, uh... Wonderful! Put your paws together. Yes, yes, indeed. Ah, very good, very good. So, so, so does this mean I plant beans or? Well, well, I, yeah, I'm not following. <laughs> <laughs> plant beans or use more moon sugar. I'm thinking it's leaning towards the latter. Mm, uh, probably, probably moon sugar. Yeah, it it has been fun doing these because you know I've been like going through and. Uh, finding different like traditional means of like fortune telling and prophesying and stuff like that in our own world and trying to incorporate them into the you know the two moons horoscope and the the daily horoscope uh, on twitter that jazzle dart has so you know tarot cards and sky reading and you know nostradamus and you know Mike. apocryphal writings oh my so god actually, my- <laughs> you mean to tell me that because of the two moons horoscope you're diving into the occult <laughs> Soon I shall be sacrificing chickens. Oh my god! <laughs> I will need to read their bones when I throw them. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, just as an aside, speaking of of the occult, um, when I was in the police academy, we <laughs> and, and I swear to God, okay, this is this is what my this was what was told, just to kind of give you like the grand scope of the wonderful spectrum of the world that we have in in New York City. Um, we were told if, <laughs> God forbid, um, you walk into a home and there's a bowl of blood on the counter someplace, don't freak out. Uh, chances are you're, you're probably in the home of someone who is Haitian, who, who practices uh, a form of, of Haitian rituals that, that blood lets chickens into a bowl as a, as a way to bless their home. And I swear to God, right? This was part of our training in the NYPD. Wow. And have you, you yeah. must, you're old enough to have seen it. Uh, the movie um, uh, Major League. Oh, yeah. 
So, you know, it's always one of my favorite things when, you know, things are going wrong and people are like, oh, my God, you know, what are we going to do? And I say, sacrifice a chicken. Yes. Because uh, Joe Boo is the the, the Haitian uh, thing there. And they, they would send him with a bucket of KFC to, to sacrifice the chicken <laughs> to it, Joe Boo. <laughs> it, 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 ha- it really is. It does happen. And, and you know, it's such an, an unusual thing to think about but i mean you know since since we're on you know tarot cards and you know apocryphal writing and whatnot i mean it's 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 funny to, to know that this is actually what this this does happen it, yeah. it, and it's considered it, it's legitimate <laughs> oh yeah um anyway uh let's let's uh hold on let me just pause the game here because i'm getting slaughtered by a bandit i'm definitely gonna die <laughs> uh, spe- doing better than I was. <laughs> right, speaking of events, right, and apocryphal writing, um, Mike, w- why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, this week in, in Tamrielic holidays? So this week is the Moon Festival, Sun's Dusk the 8th. On the 8th of Sun's Dusk, the Bretons of Glenumbra Moors held the Moon Festival, a joyous holiday in honor of Secunda, goddess of the moon. Although the goddess has no active worshippers, the traditional celebration has continued through the ages as a time of feasting and merriment. So that's our holiday for this week. And then I think Mark has something quick to mention. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So two things. The first one, in the Elder Scrolls Online, uh, today we're, or this week we're celebrating uh, Orsinium's one-year anniversary. Uh, Last year we helped, uh, uh, from their site... Last year, you helped King Kurog rebuild the great city of Orsinium, the long-abandoned capital city of the Orcs in the mountains of Rothgar. Now join us for Orsinium's one-year anniversary celebration on, on sorry one-year anniversary celebration on all platforms, beginning next Monday, November seventh, at ten a.m. Eastern Standard Time. For this special event, we're offering the following goodies: double the items received from crafting nodes in Rothgar. Double rewards received from the chests in Maelstrom Arena for both normal and veteran difficulty modes. Double the number of reward boxes received by completing a daily delve or world boss quest. The return of the Orsinium Collector's Bundle to the Crown Store at a substantial discount featuring the Orsinium DLC Game Pack, the Cave Bear Mount, the Cave Bear Cub Pet, five Crown Experience Scrolls, and... There is 75% off Crown Store purchases of the Orsinium DLC game pack. If you've never visited this, the frigid mountains of Rothgar, be sure to bundle up. You'll, be, you'll find many plots and counterplots to unravel, in addition to new enemies and allies. This event will conclude on Monday, November 14th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ooh. And there'll be much blood on the snow, yes. <laughs> And it's all going to be uh, orc blood because Mike's visiting. <laughs> yes, right. I'm holidaying up there with Jezeldar, I think. <laughs> yes, and we all know how my, how um, uh, Mike likes to uh, dive into uh, the the uh, apocryphal writings and, and whatnot of the uh, Tamrielic occult. <laughs> just just when you get picked up by the FBI, you know, for suspicious of some sort of cult occult murder, just just let them know that it wasn't QGD and D that set you down the dark path. <laughs> because you know, uh, I, I don't want to have to handle that. that. Ah. So, speaking of QGD and D, did you see the big news today? Uh, Which one would that be? Yeah. So uh, up in Rochester is uh, the Toy Museum, the and the, the oh, National yes, Hall of Fame. Yeah. 
And uh, D&D got admitted to the National Hall of Fame for toys. Yeah, that's right. I did hear about that. Awesome. It's about time. I mean, it beat out uh, quite a number of things like the game Clue got beat out. Really? Yep. Oh, no, you can't compare Clue to Dungeons and Dragons, though. Like, I'm gl- oh, you know yeah. what? I- I'll tell you what. I'm glad that they they got this, but the thing is, is I don't necessarily consider D and D to be a game either. It's it's more of a hobby than anything else. Yeah, you know. Now, I to be fair, Clue did have the Tim Curry movie. Yes. So that that makes it a much hard, you know, much more substantial uh, thing to worry about. This is a good, point. but you know, you know, that's uh, that's really cool though. It sure is. So, yeah. But uh, I need to take a moment to address the community. Yeah, because... um, ladies and gentlemen, lend, uh, lend, lend your ear to uh, to Mark here for a minute because um, he he's got Mark. I mean, you, you've had a, a very important uh, thing sort of happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. As everyone knows, um, and because <laughs> it got brought up several times, is that uh, my computer was basically dying. Uh, I couldn't play ESO very much uh, because it couldn't handle things on like anywhere where there was more than say six or seven players like players might uh, I'd be in shadow in a world of shadow people and enemies would be appearing all over the place but not for me so I could be with a group and I'd be the only one with unable to participate unable to get experience that type of thing so it was just no fun and frankly it had gotten to the point where if I turn it off it just would not. It, I had to like keep pumping the on button to turn it back on again. Real, real I told everyone. Real sticky situation, you know. Yeah, I, I told everyone. You know what, guys? Uh, the computer's computer's basically dead. Next time I it goes off, it, or if I turn it off one more time, it's never turning on again. So Friday we have a fantastic night at Dances with Daggers. Uh, I mean, well, it last it goes pretty well the or you know it's just a, a blast uh the computer actually stays working pretty well and so i'm exhausted i go get ready for bed and as i'm coming back out to make sure everything's set i glance at the computer and oh computer's off why is the computer off and sure enough wouldn't turn on uh. next morning tried wouldn't turn on it was dead oh. uh later in the after and unfortunately it's a case of just wasn't able to afford to get a new one at the moment. It was gonna. Have, I figured I'll wait until after Christmas for some sales there and, and pick one up then. Uh, repairing this one just wasn't really worth it. Like to this was a refurbished one to replace um, a much much older a, a machine that was basically as old as it had been. Uh, you know, it just it it was going to cost about half the co- half of whatever or of the value of the machine to get it fixed just wasn't worth it right not for the age of it no so you know like i i i send i i told so on saturday i told rob and everyone i won't be in dances with daggers anymore and explained why and they were very upset and but very understanding (laughs) and (laughs) oh oh mike why is this funny to you (laughs) this is terrible Wait until you get to the end of the story, and then it will yeah, all make exactly. sense. And how oh, funny yeah. this actually is! Yeah. Oh, oh, it's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you find my pain, my pain enjoyable. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, later on that afternoon, I get this call from the lobby, and I pick it up, and someone, and the person on the other end is there. Hi, you know, uh, 
we're here for uh, we're here for um, uh, uh, for Miss uh, Jackman. Uh, uh, we're here for tech support. And I glance at my wife, and because I know she hasn't ordered tech support. Tech for me. support. Yeah, I, I and I, I told them, I'm look, I'm sorry, because uh, I figure it's just someone calling up numbers and uh, just calling up numbers trying to get in, and it doesn't clue into me that wait, they won't know my they, that wouldn't give them my wife's name. But we're here to set to the the yeah. clock, or the clock on your VCR. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're here to help. We're here to do some work on your computer, and so uh, yeah, no, sorry. Uh, I didn't. We didn't order you any. Oh, I beg to differ, sir. And I said no, and I just hung up. Uh... Just straight hung up. I get a frantic call from my brother a couple of minutes later, saying, "Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, just so you know, my uh, mom and dad and I, we we heard your computer was having problems, so we decided to uh, to get you a new computer uh, to order uh, the Geek Squad to come up and give you a hand." And they're okay. Well, that would have been useful telling me about because the guy was apparently just here. So I get the call back and I go out and. I knew something was up when my wife was walking behind me out to the lobby. I knew something was up, was doubly up, when I asked her why she was doing that. And she said, oh, you never know. Maybe maybe Steve sent a psych, you know, maybe the people Steve sent are psychopaths. I knew it was triply up when I saw her holding the camera. I'm thinking, <laughs> did, did they decide to order me a new computer or something? And I get out there. And my brain registers, okay, there are three people here. One's holding a camera, and two of them are, one of them's holding a monitor, and one of them is holding a computer. But before I can really register that part, it's going, wait a second. None of these people are in a uniform. None of these people are... In, are uh, uh, none of these people I know, I can think of the names of offhand, but they look really familiar. Like really familiar and the only faces that are coming up are from pictures I've seen and there is no way it's from these people because those people are in America <laughs> and I'm up in Canada and sure enough Raina uh, her husband Cole and uh, <laughs> Kalarina had all community members had come up and it turned out that Several weeks ago, um, during a period I couldn't make it onto Daggers, a community event was going on, and people started talking about it was too bad that I couldn't make it. And all of a sudden, the community decided, well, let's get together and get Mark a computer. And I've been told within eight hours they had surpassed the goal they had set for themselves. And then it just became, okay, let's see how, what, you know, how well we can do this. Oh, yeah. And... So, over the course of the next month and a half, I think, they put a computer together for me. And the day, the day that it died, the old one died, just happened to be the day that they were, that they were coming up to deliver the new one. Yep. It was the greatest surprise I've ever received <laughs> in my life. A well-timed it, one, too. Oh, an unbelievably well-timed timed one. Th things are meant to happen. So I would like to give special thanks to Ray, Kalarina, Dave MG, Mike, Wicked Wolf, Zabernat, Luna, Ivarwin, Steve, Tim, 
Monovan, Rage, uh, God of Radio and his family, Cole or Evil Goat, and Reyna. <laughs> you you guys blew me out of the water. It it made what I do like you know this is this is just a hobby. I I know people enjoy the QGD and D and everything else. And the thing was the death of the, the computer dying wasn't going to stop my podcasting. I, I have a laptop that I can do the podcasting on. So it wasn't a necessary thing to keep me going, but it was just such a touching thing that you, that so many strangers who I've, I've, I've never up until that moment, I hadn't met any of you in person, but that you were willing to come together that is you know it was unbelievably touching i have no words to fully encapsulate just how uh amazing this community is how wonderful and just how it goes to show just how people from all over the place can just come to you know come together to just touch the life of another person just because they care and they want to make you know and they want to make them happy and do something nice for them you know that is it is a testament to the human spirit to you know my faith in humanity it is just you are all amazing people i am proud to have had any involvement you know to have touched you guys in any way and given you any sort of an enjoyment out of my time with qgn and I look forward to just continuing it and going even further. Because, frankly, this beast is just a monster. <laughs> it is amazing. Well, well, listen, Mark. Um, monster, you. Let me, uh, if, you, if you would, for just a moment here, let me just, uh, you know, let you know that, um, you, you know, when it, when it comes to, when it comes to QGN, um, that is, that is, that is who we are, Okay. We we are. Uh, you, you say, you know, it gives you a lot of faith in humanity. Um, you know, where QGN is made up of of people that I think, I think the the QGN community is is representative of the best in humanity. Um, I completely agree with that. We're out of doubt. Uh, all of us, all of us. We we come from we come from different places. We come from different regions. Uh, we we unite ourselves uh, with uh, with gaming, so we've got something in common. But something along the way there, a little miracle happens where, you know, people from different schools of thought that are, grew up differently, that have different incomes and different different living situations, that believe in completely different things, both from from all aspects of life. Uh, we come to you know in a, in a very divisive time. It's a lesson that can be taken away is we at least come together and and care for each other for who we ch for who we are and not necessarily for what we stand for. Um it, you know no one is is more on on the fringe in this community than myself and and I still feel, you know, maybe maybe the you know the frustrated frustration uh, adoration um the frustrated adoration but it's still there and and you know um, that's part of, of who we are is, is we just, we just say, Mark needs help. So we're going to help. That's, yeah. 
that's and, who we are. And we've done that not just with Mark, but with so many so many people here. Uh, to you know, I mean, we're not going to start naming names, but you know, if you've been listening to us, you know who they are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people need help, and then we go and we help, and we do whatever we can to keep them up and up and running, so to speak. So. Um, yeah, it, it was a privilege to be asked to uh, be a part of 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 your uh, of the donation here, and you know, um, I wish I wish we had everyone who who did that together uh, right now. We don't, but there a lot of them are in the chat room. And Mike, I know I know um, you had a, a huge hand in a lot of the planning too. I wouldn't say a huge hand. I mean, you know, people were like. Add this person. We need this person in chat. We need to add this person. Can you add this person? Yeah, I can add that person. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> and I, what's I, going I, on? I don't know. Ask Mike. I don't know. Let me ask Cole. <laughs> it, it's it's being added in chat that I should uh, I should uh, mention a call out to my wife for doing an amazing job organizing it. Oh yeah. Which, yes, she. I had no clue. She was she like at no point during the entire thing did I have a hint that something might be up oh she's and, a good one. Oh yeah, yeah she was amazing with that because yeah we're sitting there the the day that we added her to the group uh because there was actually two groups one was a spec group as to what we need to have on this computer and then the other was just you know the fundraising and and porting group and uh you know she actually had to leave the room uh to have some time on her own because you were there and she was becoming so emotional and it's like you know it's like okay Calm down, because, you know, we can't ruin the surprise by having you cry on the couch next to Mark. <laughs> so she did amazing. She did. Oh, no. So no, I'm, I am a very lucky man, both both with with her and with you guys, because with the exception of her saying yes to marrying me, this is probably one of the greatest gifts in my life. Uh, not Aww. not it, yes. Uh, you know, as a physical gift, it is amazing, but even more of the the show of friendship of um <laughs> just yeah emotionally uh, emotionally spiritually this is one of the greatest things well mark uh and and this goes for you and anyone else um who's you know a part of of qgn um we we've we've got your back and yeah. uh you know that's that's what we what we want everyone to know is we got your back. Um, yeah, so. and and three cheers for the nitty bun. <laughs> oh yes, Mark's wife. Oh no, so yeah. All right. Again, I I had to thank everyone because this community is amazing. You are the best community. We are we have the best community in the world, without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> Well, I agree, though I might be biased. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we uh, we do have a show to do, so we should we should be moving on. But um, again, it's uh, I, I'm just so proud that that we had uh, this this sort of thing come together. Um, we did have a uh, a weekly challenge uh, that we we talked about in Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna be recycling these challenges. Okay, so so. Elder Scrolls Off the Record gives the challenge. Classic, we're going to remind you. So we want to remind you folks that the challenge is called the Melee Massacre. In Skyrim Special Edition, level up your character 10 levels without using any magic, any healing spells, or any health potions. 
You can use health regen potions. Okay, you can use that and we encourage you to use that. We also suggest making a new character for this challenge as well. Power leveling by crafting to get close to 10 levels does not count. However, if you do craft and you get some minor XP out of that, that's fine. Don't worry about it. We don't want you having to, you know, nitpick what, what, you're, what you're getting, what kind of XP gains you're getting or not getting. Um, also, you may not level up based on training from NPCs either. So, so the, the basic crux to this is get a character up 10 levels in Skyrim Special Edition without using any magic, healing spells, or health potions. Uh, of course, health regen potions are allowed as well. And uh, we also have a Twitter picture challenge for you two. Um, both uh, Mark and Mike had this idea just earlier today. Um, and they say uh, it's hard It's hard being sworn to carry your Thane's burdens. And Nords are driven to drink at the best of times. Fill Lydia's, or one of your other House Carl's beds, with as many bottles of wine and mead as you can, and tweet us a picture of it at Elder Scrolls OTR. Remember, no console codes. So, so go to go go to Skyrim and uh, take your house, Carl, and fill up her bed with bottles of wine and bottles of mead, and then take a screenshot and send it to us at Elder Scrolls OTR, and we'll. Uh, We'll show some of those on on the stream for uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record next week. I, I mean, I, I've seen pictures of Fallout where people have taken like teddy bears and filled rooms with it, and uh, you know, I saw someone took a picture of like all the like taffy rope and apple pies and boiled cream treats that they had. And yeah, just filled a room floor to ceiling with it. I want to see, you know what? It's Skyrim. It's Nords. Let's see the booze. Let, let's see the booze. Indeed. Um, let's let <laughs> <laughs> extra points. If you have Lydia sleeping in the bed and the bottles all around her, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? My Thane? <laughs> oh, nothing. she never sleeps though. Have you noticed that she's always sitting in that chair creeping at you? <laughs> yes. Like, Lydia, go to bed. I'm going to bed. Lydia, what the hell are you doing? Stop staring at me. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she, she like, whips out that, that, that piece of Italian bread. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, where did you get that? Did you have that in your pocket? <laughs> at one time, I had a mod that would allow you to, like, you know, control your... I think it was, like, amazing followers or something. And mm -hmm. whenever we went home, the uh, followers would change into what they called home clothes. Well, for some reason, Lydia's was bugged, and she always was walking around in just her underwear. <laughs> Is that really a bug? And then she goes huh? up to your room, and you wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night with Lydia sitting there in her underwear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can explain this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bug. Oh, it's a bug? I thought there were features. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on! <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Speaking of gameplay, um, Mike, what have you been doing in Tamriel since since last week? So I've been uh, combing the, the Bethesda.net for new mods, but I really haven't played much of Skyrim this week. Uh, last week I played uh, and uh, got through the first challenge, the uh, Baron Zaya stones, and I came out victorious with five stones. You did. Uh, crushed all y'all. You did. Slackers. Sorry. <laughs> 20 levels, five Baron's Eye of Stones, join the Dark Brotherhood, join the Thieves Guild, join the, uh, the the fighters there at the Companions. Yeah. 
Um, Mike's just crushing it. And then this week I took a break, and after uh, we uh, had the special delivery to the Frozen North, uh, we ran Trials, we ran Ma, and uh, Mark came up uh, and was our second tank for uh, Ma. But he has homework to do. Um... Yes, I have... I have to get a, uh, another skill point so I can pick up the uh, the ranged taunting ability. Because <laughs> we were doing the circular, the two brothers, the twins, and uh, uh, we got through it without too much of a problem, but it was definitely uh, much more difficult when uh, one of the tanks did not have uh, the ranged taunt. Luckily, Kalia stepped up and she had the ranged taunt and had tanked for me before, so... Uh, she uh, did a great job uh, on that fight, but Mark did an excellent job with all of the rest of the fights, including we had him tank the boss uh, at the end there so that uh, I could be an extra healer because we had a lot of new people who had never uh, run it with us, and uh, they all did an amazing job. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. Wow, that's, that's pretty good. So uh, congratulations uh, to you guys for... Going through that yeah, now, another now, Mark completion. <laughs> yeah, now Mark, you're going ahead and uh, you're getting that uh, that ranged taunt, right? It's a that's a biggie. <laughs> well, I, uh, I feel kind of obligated now. <laughs> I mean, it really it, it's kind of a shame that you know it's the sort of thing that you must get in order to like tank appropriately. But um, oh, well, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I have no problem getting it. It's, it, it it's very, it, you know, it's both of them are situational taunts yeah because uh, sometimes you yeah. really need that ranged one and sometimes you really need the up close in your face taunt um you know so it, it really comes down to you know when do you need it and you have to literally have it because there's really those are the only two taunts in the game yeah um, uh it's not good enough to just you know throw down um was that spikes or caltrops I caltrops mean, yeah yeah i mean you could caltrops works a little bit but yeah, for mobs, it'll you know draw them towards you before the rest of, they get to the rest of your party. Sure. Uh, but you know, with some of the new uh, monster mask and um, and shoulders, the tanks have really become quite uh, useful in many different ways. I got the tremor scale on one of my characters, and it's like the sarlacc pit. This head pops up out of the ground, and it's a giant pit, and it's got a beak like the sarlacc out of uh, Return of the Jedi, and it eats the character. <laughs> And so it's very much a DPS tank uh, type of helm, uh, you know, versus Lord's Wardens, which is a group one where uh, the, uh, you know, a bubble is formed around your group to uh, give them extra uh, uh, damage protection mm -hmm. or the, um, as I call it, the Johnny Bravo, uh, which is uh, the, the Chudan helm. And uh, that one gives you more protection and increases uh, your uh, uh, uh penetration you know um uh you know what i mean shielding <laughs> sure yeah yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. so there's a lot of different options out there for tanks but uh it there are only two taunts still so yeah and that that's definitely something that i think um needs to needs to get fixed i think i think the uh sword and shield um quest line could could do with something else there that adds threat you know maybe uh, maybe yeah, yeah, when when having a you know a taunt slotted in like it increases your threat generation um, against enemies you know f a lot faster something like that you know maybe not something like active but maybe like a like a like a passive 
you know, threat over time kind of a kind of a mechanic. Yeah. I'd like to see a very like limited range conal. You know, like that it's not going to be as far as the inner fire, but like, you know, mm. it would allow you to uh to to be able to gather threat on like three or four things at one time. Yeah. I agree. I something something a little AoE-ish would would really help out because you know, as a tank myself, I'm running around and I'm just, you know, spitting fire from my grill or stabbing people in the chest. <laughs> That's how it feels anyway. And, um, you know, it would, it would be nice if you had, you know, something uh, to just sort of say, okay, like all of everyone in that area there, you know, it would yeah. help out a lot. Anyway, um, what about you, Mark? What's been going on in Tamriel? Well, um... Again, you know, I, I was playing, uh, you know, I was playing a little ESO. Uh, the, again, the, basically a lot of this has been sort of getting used to the new computer and how it handles these things. Um, but to to keep the gushing to a bare minimum at this point. Uh, too late. I decided, <laughs> too, too late. Oh, I've been uh, watching a lot of Clue, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, no, good, good call. Um... But no, basically, um, before my compu previous computer died, for about a month and a half, I had been fiddling around with trying to get Oblivion going. Because for some reason, there was, I guess, some sort of update from uh, of the graphics card, which basically, if I had the settings above medium, the uh, all I would get was a gray screen. Like, I could see menus, but I couldn't there was no actual graphics to see just everything would be gray can't play the game at all and i figured okay new computer hopefully it's hopefully it'll work i load it up nope gray screen if it's not if it's set to medium it works if it's set to ultra high which the computer should be able to handle no problem nope gray screen so I decided to take a look, and I opened the options, and I realized that, oh, well, it's technically not going the highest it can with its resolution. Uh, oh, I didn't know that the resolution goes to 3840 by 2160. <laughs> what? Yes. It's like yeah, almost I, 4K. Wow. There's a, there's a picture in the notes, so I set it to that. It now works perfectly and still moves like butter. <laughs> <laughs> And so, they still look like potatoes. <laughs> they still look like potatoes. <laughs> Buttery potatoes. <laughs> you can see all of their eyes. <laughs> you can see their pores. And they weren't programmed with pores. <laughs> Jesus. So, oh yeah. No, so now it works. Uh, I haven't really played it, though. I was just sort of like, can I get it working? Um, I've been focusing a lot more on uh, Skyrim. I restarted for the fourth time now, but I'm blaming it on you guys. <laughs> uh, so I've been playing it on the PC now, which looks even better than the Xbox. Uh, and the Xbox looks damn good. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I've been so I've been playing it on the PC, and uh, I've been I've been playing a an Imperial. I've been making uh, making it a bard, and I've just been sort of wandering around farting it up i've started the main quest um not in a real hurry to go anywhere just sort of doing some minor quests and such and such um 
I'm not really using graphical mobs mods at the moment. It's just stuff like uh, wet and cold, which adjusts like some. It's mostly immersive mods, uh, with one exception. I, I can't remember the name of the mod offhand, but it it has the effect that um, you know you can go to a tavern or the uh, the steward and ask the Errol steward and ask if there's work and they'll have you either kill a bandit chief or a giant or a dragon mm-hmm. what it does is when you do this it gives you an extra skill point after you've completed the quest okay and no it's it's not balanced in the slightest um but, but it it's also Skyrim. it's not supposed to be balanced yeah but it's Skyrim <laughs> it's and I think fun. that yeah, and I think that that's a nice little. If I want the extra skill points, go on this quest and go do this. Um, it's one skill point for a bandit, for the bandits or a giant, but it's two if you kill a dragon. So it basically it's it's a nice little thing that encourages you to take that time and do these extra quests and ask about them. So good advice. Yeah, no. All right. Yeah, I I have been enjoying it. Good. Um, I I have been uh, I've been in Skyrim Special Edition, um, a lot. Uh, playing my playing my paladin there, trying to level him up. Um, I have gotten uh, there while I'm I've been playing there. I've I've upgraded my armor to full Dwemer set. Um, got him up to like level twenty three. Um, I now have both Spellbreaker. From doing the Perii quest and Dawnbreaker doing the Meridia quest, and um, you know, downloading one or two tiny little tiny little mods. Um, really, nothing nothing much to to speak of. You know, one mod replaces the word gold for Septum. Uh, I think another mod takes the horse that I bought and renders it um, unkillable. So you know, at least I don't have to worry about um, you know having a horse and then it dies uh, on you. You know, and I, you know, I did that because I like to, yeah. I like to get the, the, you know, the modded uh, horses because it's such a, it's such a pain in the neck to, you know, the horse dies so quickly and it's so much money. It's like, God, I don't know, why even bother? Yeah. Especially when they, especially in, in the cases where it's like, oh, a dragon, I totally can help you with this boss. Right. <laughs> and then the dragon turns around and you just bought it. The dragon turns around, you know, cooks your, uh, your horse and you're like, great. Well, I guess I wanted that, you know. Uh, five five pound horse meat that <laughs> I am now looting off of my horse's corpse. <laughs> Thanks. See, this, a mod is... that allows you to summon the horses and it may it cast them like they're a conjured item. And uh, there's like four or five different horses that you can conjure up. And it's like an armored with ebony, armored with Dwemer, uh, an armor, armored shadow mirror. It's like. So it's like, okay, you want to fight? That's fine. If you oh. die, I don't care. I'll just conjure you up again in an hour. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I don't mind mods like that. But the thing is, is when you're playing Special Edition, you know, those mods aren't available yet. So yep. it's like, eh, what oh, no, do this I have? is on Special Edition. I don't, I, I didn't see that. I'll have to, yeah, you'll have to show that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I would, I would love to get a mod like that. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually why I always, um, Try and pick up Arvac in the Dawnguard deals uh, uh, campaign as quickly as possible. Generally, because just being able to summon the horse wherever you want, whenever you want, and it just goes away when you're done. It's 
it's the most useful spell I've got in the game. It goes straight on to the favorites. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, what else have I been doing? Um, in in Elder Scrolls Online, I've been playing that. Um, I started a new Templar, but this one uh, sort of utilizes the the uh, Templar. It's like a te- it's a Templar pyromancer is what she is. Full on um, mage sort of thing. She uses a pyro staff. Uh, you know, so it's a destruction staff, and I'm going full. Um, Full burning spells on her, full magicka, light armor, and uh, she's been she's been a great, lot of fun. I've been having with with her, and I think I got her up to level eight, and been you know playing with her you know on and off a bit here and there. Um, and that's and that's it, you know. And all of this I've been doing on uh, late late night Elder Scrolls, which is you know nearly a, a daily stream that I've I've been doing the last couple of weeks, um, which I've been having a lot of fun with. Uh, it's a great time, you know. We've got a nice uh, open discussion chat room forum going on in there. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the chat room, they they ask me, you know, questions about a lot of things that I think about, and you know, it's it's nice. It's we've got a good thing going on in there, you know. Hear a lot of, you know, good, a lot of good uh, discussion points, um, a lot of different counterpoints as well, and, and all of it viable. So um, if you ever see us tweeting that out at uh, Elder Scrolls OTR on Twitter. Um, and you're interested in, you know, seeing some good gameplay and hanging out with some good people and have, you know, some, some interesting, uh, I guess maybe thought provoking discussions that are, that kind of go beyond gaming. Um, sort of the, sort of the place to hang out. And that usually starts around one, one thirty in the morning, Eastern time. Okay. So it's called new armored horses, S E 1.0 new armored horses, S E 1.0. All right, and, and I that... found another one that is right up your alley. It's called Unbreakable Lockpicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna... there we go. Gonna need that one. Um, Unbreakable. Uh, no, 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 no. The horse mod that you were talking about. It, what platforms does it say that that's available for? I don't want to lead anyone astray. Uh, here. Let me actually look. Okay. New... Uh, while while Mike does that, uh, let's jump into our discussion point for a minute. Um, so, so today's episode, believe it or not, um, it's uh, <laughs> we're nearly an hour into the show. Uh, <laughs> we will have to move fast. We're gonna have to. Uh, let's let's touch on this, and then I want to get into Sonarist archives and and certainly the the history of. But but before we do that, we got to talk a little bit about about the Mages Guild guys because um, we're here in Daggerfall, and Daggerfall is really like. Even though it's Elder Scrolls Two, a lot of times it really is Elder Scrolls One. Um, Daggerfall for the rest for the for the series that we're doing, we're going to be in Daggerfall the next three episodes, starting with this one, and we're going to be showing you how Daggerfall created a lot of the tropes that that we have in and come to love in in Elder Scrolls. One of which, which we're going to be centering on today, is the Mages Guild. We're going to be talking about how the Ma- the Mages Guild, how it was presented here in in Daggerfall, and we're going to be talking about its evolution um, through the games right into Elder Scrolls Online. Um, and and we're going to look at the lore. We're going to look at you know mechanical evolution of that in in the Sonarist Archives too. But um, since we're doing that. You know, I want to just sort of ask ourselves very quickly, um, what what are, to sort of whet our appetite a bit, what what are some of our favorite, like, Mages Guild memories? Like, you know, were you playing a Mages Guild, were you playing the Mages Guild in, in one of the Elder Scrolls games? And, 
it either gave you like a really po a huge point of frustration where you walked away from a quest saying, holy crap, that was really great. Or you got like an item. You're like, holy shit, that's overpowered. How the hell is this even in the game? Like, like what do you – and I want to start with um, – I want to start with uh, Mike on this one because uh, I know – I think, Mike, you're, you're waiting to follow up on, on your mod thing. Um, what What kind of memory do you have with the Mage's Guild? Drowning. Lots and lots of drowning. From Oblivion? <laughs> yes. So anybody who's ever done Oblivion yes! uh, has uh, realized that you have to get the the Mage's Guild uh, approval at each of the major cities. And in Chadenhall, there's this SOB who gives you, who tells you to go into the, the, um, the well behind the Mage's Guild and retrieve this ring. Oh, yeah. And so as soon as you put the ring in your inventory, it's a ring of burdening. Yeah. And pretty much you're stuck underwater. And so <laughs> oh, what God, I was yes. doing, because, you know, <laughs> yes. I didn't know, like, this is the first time I played through this. I don't know all of the ins and outs and the spells and everything else. So what I would do is I'd put it in my um, inventory and, like, it stopped me from moving. So then I would turn the character so that it was facing the way I wanted to go and throw it out of my inventory. So it would land a few more feet ahead of where I was. And then I would surface, breathe some air, go back down, pick up the ring, rinse and repeat until I finally got to the point where it's like, okay, it's right under the exit. Now, if I am at this one position floating in the water, I can pick it up, turn the character just right and hit the button to cause me to exit the well. But it took forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. Have you done this, uh, Mark? Uh, have you done this? Hey, have you done this Mark quest? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, I remember that quest. That's a fun one, frustrating one, but a fun one. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, I, I got to tell you, I mean, you, Mike's being nice when he's calling this guy an SLB. I mean, he re and, and you go in there and you find out like someone died doing this too. Like you're not the only one. Like he's he's yeah. killed guild initiates doing this quest, and he he doesn't give oh yeah one uh, skeever's hide about about that either. I mean, he really is just just a, a piece of trash. That that guy. No one likes him in, in the guild either. I mean, he's hated in that guild. You know, the worst part is is that you find out that he has you know black soul gems, and 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 stupid me, I picked up all of the black soul gems and then go up and talk to the woman, and she takes them all out of my inventory. I'm like. You know, if I had taken one, that would have been enough proof, and then I could have gone down and taken all the rest of them and had black soul gems in my uh, possession. Yeah. Well, but nope. <laughs> this is this is why Elder Scrolls games are so replayable. You know, you you go in and, and you're hardwired to achieve a certain thing in a certain way, and then you, you come to find out later on, oh, I could have you know done this thing a little bit differently, and and then you know that's that's what. Uh, it's, that's what makes that's Elder how Scrolls. the game works. That's yeah. what it's about. It sure is. Yeah, Mark. What about and you? Fond memories of the Mages Guild. Oh, uh, I think my my most oh, classic memory. Wait, actually, is... no, Mark, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, that Mike... mod is PC only. So, uh new armored horses, PC only. PC only for that. Okay. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to forget about you, Mike. <laughs> um, Mark. Okay, uh, give us. Um, Give us your, give us your fond memory of, uh, or or any memory. Oh well, um, I think my my fondest memories of the Mages Guild are back in Daggerfall, where it was the e the best way to make sure you could get a magical item 
was to um, you could there was a mission you could do for the Mages Guild where they would ask you to spend the night because they were worried that the Dark Brotherhood was coming to kill one of their members. And you would basically just rest in the or wait in the guild hall through the night uh, through the night. And at the end of the day or in the night, three assassins would come uh, would come or one to three assassins would come. You'd kill them. You'd rest for, uh, for the rest of the night. And then in the morning you'd go and you'd, you'd be given a magical item. And of course, that's a good way to get money. That's a good way to get power. And it's just what you would do over and over and over again. And at the same time, this is I, I've told sort of told this story before because this is then how I ended up learning that, oh, yeah, so it turns out that there is a reputation system in this game. And because I've been interrupting the Dark Brotherhood on these missions over and over and over again, they've decided that they hate me. So when I then went uh, back to drop off a mission for them, they kicked me right out of the guild. Really? So... Yeah, basically, um, because of because I was interrupting their contracts, uh, and I was a member of the Dark Brotherhood and fairly high up after like really working at it, um, I'd really worked at it. I had decided that you know what, I don't need to drop off this quest to the Dark Brotherhood for another two weeks. I'm gonna go and uh, do. I want to spend a couple of nights grinding. Uh, the Mage's Guild thing, because this is a really easy quest and I don't even have to, it pays well, and I don't have to leave the building. You know, got like seven or six or seven magic items out of it, figured, okay, now's a good time to go drop off that other quest, went over, and the instant that I talked to the quest giver at the Dark Brotherhood, he said, you know, you're an, a you know, you're an asshat and you're out. <laughs> and then they uh, started sending assassins after me at the night, in the night. Oh my god, you're an ass hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Get out! <laughs> Get out! So it was one of those really interesting things because at no point had I ever really, at that point, considered that, oh, the game is going to keep track of what I'm doing and the fact that I am literally working against my own guild. And I knew that I was working against my own guild because they specified, we need you to stop assassins from the Dark Brotherhood. Right. But basically, as a result, uh, I was kicked out of the guild, despite dozens of hours uh, working to get, you know, to basically uh, max out my rank in, uh, with them. And then after all of that, it was just unfortunately, I didn't have a save file that went far back enough in order to undo that problem. So as a result, I ended up find, finding myself completely kicked out of the Dark Brotherhood. And you know what? It was a hard lesson. But I, you know, I, I'm okay with it. it. It was a, the Mage's Guild taught me something really cool about the game. And I enjoyed the, the power I've been getting from them. So oh, sure. I just spent more time interrupting the Dark Brotherhood and getting more magical items as a result. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll be quick about mine. Um, one of the things that I remember, especially uh, from the Mages Guild, comes from uh, comes from Oblivion. And, you know, as you folks know, I don't, I don't do... I don't get down with, you know, the whole mage and sneak thing. You know, I'm a, I'm a knight through and through. Uh, that, is, that is how I prefer. You know, give me some heavy armor, a sword, and a shield, and I'll, I'll show you the in and out of a dungeon whether I'm prepared for it or not. Just uh, be prepared to watch me die a lot and quick save a lot. <laughs> but I'll get through it, by God. Um, 
So, so when I did actually jump into the Mages Guild in Oblivion, I was blown away with the recommendation quest. Going from town to town, looking for the recommendations from each Mages Guild chapter um, was not only a, a daunting, daunting task, but it, it felt a lot like... First of all, it felt a lot like what you go through here in Daggerfall uh, with, with grinding your reputation. It gave me, um, though it was daunting, uh, it, gave me, uh, it gave me a task. Uh, you know, a good, long task. You know, a, a task that I knew I was not going to be able to complete in one, one sit-down session of, of the game. Um, I knew I was going to be in this for, for a while, and if I had put in a couple of hours every single night, you know, I might get this done in a week. And that was nice. That was a nice feeling. And then certainly, of course, you know, things kind of, you know, go on from, from there when you finally finish that up. And, and all of this started when I realized that um, in order to have access to the restoration um, trainer... For my my paladin, I needed to, I needed to put in the hard work and actually kind of cement part of my myself as as a mage and and do this. Um, and it was very rewarding once it all was finished. It, it was very similar to like the Knights of the Nine quest, you know, just going from town to town collecting collecting things. Only the Mages Guild was far deeper. It was you know you you go to this chapter in one of these towns and uh, you've got to do a quest and that quest is going to have several steps to it. You know, each quest there is damn near 45 minutes to an hour to an hour and a half long, depending on how well yeah, you fly I mean, through some of it. I'm almost done with the entire mages guild quest line on my oblivion playthrough on the PS three. And it's a long quest line too. So yeah, it's work. It is work. You have got to want it. And uh, you know what? That's really nice. Um, and I can see, you know, going from Oblivion to Skyrim, why why people sort of miss that that sort of thing. Yep. Um, and and as a callback to what you do, the kind of grinding that you have to do for um, uh, Daggerfall, which I love. Uh, Daggerfall is probably uh, my second favorite Elder Scrolls game, believe it or not. Um. Single player Elder Scrolls game, not not counting Elder Scrolls Online or Legends or anything like that. Um, it's nice. It's nice to have that, and it's a nice callback to to the way things used to be in RPGs. Anyway, um, enough of me. Uh, let us dedicate the rest of our show to our good friends Mike and Mark, uh, and let us start with the uh, the one and only Sonarist himself, Mark. Tell us about tell us about the Mages Guild. Well, uh, okay, well, discussing the Mages Guild, um, I, I figured that it's an interesting way to also discuss about guilds in general, because this is pretty much the last guild that we haven't really talked about in, that starts in Daggerfall. So we can also do a little bit of an evolution of the guilds and how they were treated in general. A lot of it we've touched on before, but, you know. So, Arena. Arena didn't have guilds. Big surprise. Uh, instead of guilds, there were services that you could avail yourself of. There's the bartender, and you could, you know, get a quest. You could go to sleep. Uh, you get some food and listen in on, you know, for for stuff. 
blacksmith, buy stuff, sell stuff, repair stuff. The mage allowed you to actually make your own spells. Um, and they would sell potions and items. And then there was the priest where you could get some healing and whatnot. But it wasn't until Daggerfall that they decided to make the guilds joinable. And the game had the Fighters Guild, the Thieves, the Mages, the different temples that you could join, several knightly orders that you could join, and of course, the Dark Brotherhood. Um, the guilds now gave you various quests that you could do, that you could repeat. Uh, they could train you in skills up to 50%, and you got different perks based on the ranks you could get. Uh, and it could be like access to a service, it might be a, an item that you get for free, or it could, in one case, you could get an entire house. Uh, membership required you to have uh, a minimum percent, uh, minimum skill level in at least two skills. And each guild had nine ranks. And going up in it required, going up a rank required that you had the appropriate amount of reputation uh, with that guild by doing missions and other things for them, uh, having the skills at a certain level of proficiency, and waiting at least 28 days in game before you could go up to the next rank. Oof, ah. So as a result, if, I, if for example, I join the Mages Guild and I'm an apprentice and I just get, uh, I just get, um, which is apprentices is uh, first rank that they've got, goes up to Archmage at ninth. If I just get my promotion to be a journeyman and it doesn't matter if in the next month I max out destruction to a hundred percent. My come, uh, but if I if I max out destruction to a hundred percent, and I really do a good job of getting my my stuff, uh, getting my skills or my uh, reputation up in that same month, next month I will be promoted to rank three evoker. And it will not matter. I will need to wait another month before I can move up another rank. Mm. So it's not like you could just grind, grind, grind your quests out. Yeah. You, you really had to put in, you know, yeah. essentially you had to put in. The, I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of, you know, going to an inn and staying at the inn for a month in game. Yeah, you know? oh, of course. But it meant that if you did nothing, nothing but grind to make it so that you could be the max, you could be max level or you could be at an Archmage of the Mages Guild. You had to put in about 250 days in game was the soonest you could have it. Uh, so it took a while. Yeah. So Daggerfall made it that if you wanted this, this was going to be a major po portion of your character that you put a lot of time and effort into. Right. Could you imagine now when all the people say, you know, oh, did you play Skyrim? Yeah, I finished that in two days. You know, those kind of people. Oh, did you play Daggerfall? Oh, it was two years, and I finally completed the Archmage quest. <laughs> I think that the only t only uh, I think that I maxed out my Thieves Guild uh, rank. I think that's the only one I ever did, ever in Daggerfall. I, I love I love this, you know, especially being part of the Sonarist archives. I want to call this out. Here I am in front of the Mages Guild in Daggerfall. That eye on the the all-seeing eye that's on the uh, placard outside, the sign in, in front of the Mage's Guild, okay, that is, throughout the series, starting here, in Daggerfall, that's, 
I actually think that appears outside the mage halls in Arena, actually. Starting like, with yeah. Arena! <laughs> yeah. I, I know. Right. There was nothing in Arena. Say, to say those words feels completely unnatural. It does. But... <laughs> It does, but I, I will. I'll, I'll tell you this. This is this is the reason why we're doing this in Daggerfall, though, is because you can actually join it. So I mean, even though Mage's Guild kind of in kind of in arena, here it is in Daggerfall. You can join it. Okay, this eye actually means something to you, and they carry it into Morrowind Oblivion. You can see symbols of it a bit in in Skyrim. It's not really the Mage's Guild, but. You get what I mean. And Elder Scrolls Online. So, it, it's great to see that heritage is is sort of is sort of my point. Um, go ahead, Mark. No problem. Uh, so, yeah, basically the Mages Guild had nine ranks. Apprentice, Journeyman, Evoker, Conjurer, uh, Magician, Enchanter, Warlock, Wizard, Master Wizard, and then the Archmage. Um... It gave you access to being able to identify... Anyone could identify uh, an item uh, with them or buy spells. Uh, when you joined, you could instantly start making your own spells. And if you were a sorcerer, uh, sorcerers in Daggerfall did not recharge their magicka. They had to absorb it from other sources. Uh, you automatically got a recharge. Uh, number rank two, you got uh, your access to the library. Number three, you got access to... You could buy magical items. So if you wanted to buy magical items in this game, you join the Mages Guild, you had to at least... You had to basically grind yourself to an Evoker, level three. So earliest you can do this is almost... Is about two months in-game before you have a chance of being able to buy magical items. Um, uh, at rank 4, you could buy soul gems. Rank 5, you could make your own magical items. Rank 6, you could pay. You could have people summon Daedra, uh, Daedra for you, like the Daedric Princes. Um, uh, and you could also just walk in and out of uh, the guild halls whenever you wanted. The doors would never be locked. And then uh, rank uh, rank eight, you could teleport between all the different. Uh, oh, you got ended up going to court. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to wait for an hour or so outside the Mage's Guild, and I got arrested Wait, for vagrancy. You hit sleep, didn't you? <sighs> that, that's what, oh, that got me so often in this game. Barwin, you didn't learn. No lollygagging. No lolly. <laughs> no lollygagging. <laughs> Man, they mean it. If if you hit not guilty, they would the game would roll a test of like one of your um, uh, I I think your etiquette skill, and if it succeeded, you basically talk your way out of it. Oh, so you kind of like represent yourself in a court of law? Yeah, you have a small chance of of basically uh, mounting an actual defense, which is is something I kind of wish they kept in the other games. I mean, I realize it would just be like a skill check. But it kind of would make sense. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the game introduced the idea that you could use the the mages guilds to teleport around uh, as you wanted to, and that's something then that they kept in and continued with in Tomorrowind. Uh, now, Redguard, you unfor uh, Battlespire, no guilds whatsoever. 
Redguard, the Mage's Guild, did show up, but it wasn't. Some, it was only a place that you could buy potions and get ter- cursed and turned into a gremlin. Lalu. <laughs> um, and so Morrowind comes along, and uh, it, they change things up a bit. Uh, we're introduced. The fighters, mages, and thieves are kept, but they split the different the the instead of the uh, eight different priest temples, they instead have the tribunal temple and the imperial cult. The knightly orders are broken down to the three houses, and the brotherhood is replaced by the Morag Tong. Uh, membership also now and advancement now requires a stat, but they took out the the promotion time. So as long as you had the um, had the the skills uh, the fulfillments or the the skills and such fulfilled, you could pretty much just level up quickly. And there was actually a time or two where I played Morrowind and where I've talked to someone at a, at a guild and they're there. You've done great. Congratulations. You have been, uh, consider yourself promoted to this. And okay, drop out of that. Go to talk to them right after that men, uh, that little pronouncement is done. And their response is, congratulations. You've just been promoted again. <laughs> It was like uh, I I was just here like a moment ago. You you couldn't have told me that then. <laughs> so, so basically, um, they introduced the idea that now uh, <laughs> they 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 remove the quests being randomized for Morrowind, but they also introduced the idea that uh, so of course that that meant that eventually the guild has nothing more to offer you quest wise, but they did introduce the idea that uh, if you're expelled from the guild, there is a way back in, that you can pay a fine. Uh, they also added, made the quests have a bit more meaning, maybe have a, not necessarily have connection, but basically you didn't just find yourselves doing the same quest over and over and over again anymore. Which was a nice change. I mean, it, it made feel, the quests feel a bit more meaningful as opposed to just sort of literally being something you grind, like you just do over and over and over again, uh, almost mindlessly. Uh, the quest line here ended off with you becoming the, the Archmage of the Mage's Guild in Morrowind, uh, either by talking the old one into retiring or just murdering him in the arena. You murder hobo, you. <laughs> well, you weren't a hobo then because you got his room. Um, I think. Usually, end up getting the boss's room when he dies. So, uh, in Oblivion, of course, then we get into they they reduce the number of guilds. There's the fighter, the mages, the thieves, the dark brotherhood. The arena kind of counts, and there are other smaller guilds that are like the blades, but. There's no longer a skill or attribute required to join or to advance. Instead, advancement is handled through the quest line that you're doing. Um, And the quest line is a much more, somewhat more linear thing. Um, This is, of course, it takes advantage of the fact that it's now fully voice acted. But and if you're kicked out, you can still rejoin. But at the same time it did put things on a much more linear track. Now, the Mage's Guild in Skyrim, of course, had the the fantastic opening quest line, which was basically 
go to every single mages guild and do quests mm. and then you can do the main quest line as an actual member of the mages guild so i think this is probably one of the very few times where getting into the guild is a real trial in order to do uh every other guild is pretty like thieves the thieves guild and uh you know what yeah the thieves guild also has something of a trial that really tests your skill um dark brotherhood in the game not so much actually really well i i didn't find that killing the guy at the inn was uh like i stumbled into an invitation into joining the dark brotherhood far more often than not in oblivion uh i had to work at the getting an invitation into the thieves you know into getting into the thieves guild the dark brotherhood is almost something that oop crap i accidentally killed that guy uh while going through Kavach. I accidentally killed a guard while going through Kavach. Oh well, finish it up, go to sleep. Hey, you want to join the Dark Brotherhood? <laughs> eh, if I feel like it, I'll just go kill the guy at the end, because it's not like I need to be super stealthy or anything to do that. Um, now, I guess one thing that I, I wasn't a huge fan of with the way that Oblivion changed things up for the guilds is that all of a sudden that while the skill was useful it wasn't no, it was no longer necessary for you to put any real focus into being a mage or being a thief or being a fighter as long as you did you could get by with uh, the uh, you could get by in these missions with kind of a bare minimum of things so it meant that it was possible to be now be the archmage of Cyrodiil and not actually be that good of a mage. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like on the one hand I liked how there I liked the long, the longer more coherent plot line that it, uh, plot lines that they introduced into into the guilds. I liked um I, I liked sort of the more uh, that we were seeing more conf conflict in the story of the guild itself instead of dealing with the little jobs that we were being asked to do. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, then it's like, well, we went from Daggerfall where you want to be the Archmage. You are putting work into that. Yeah. That, you know, this is not a day. This is not something you get done in a week. No, and not... I think with Oblivion, they could have made it that way very easily. So there's the one quest where you're going through the ruins, and they give you the spells in the, the trunk that you need to cast as scrolls. If you don't have those scrolls, one of them, I think, is a level. you have to be a level 50 uh, um, mage in order to cast it. So Or level 50 in that, in that school to cast it. So, you know... There, there's simple ways they could have made it so that you really had to put the work in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like this, there, there were some, I mean, you got some nice things like it adjust, joining adjusted the disposition that you got and, um, or like made people more friendly towards you and you had practice rooms and, there, you know, there, it's always good to join these things. And, um, they brought they they decided that teleportation was something that of course was in Daggerfall for super high members. It was in Morrowind for if you could pay for it, they would teleport you between guilds. Um, teleportation did come back in Oblivion 
few the Wizard's Tower DLC add-on, which meant at the time you had to pay extra for it. And what would happen is the moment you left the uh, the Imperial uh, sewers for the first time, uh, you suddenly got a letter saying, "Oh, by the way, here's the key to that house or to that uh, tower that you're inheriting." And when you got there, you could basically set up a um, a teleportation pad that would teleport you to every single mages guild in Cyrodiil. Which, of course, all of a sudden meant that now I'm a mage, and I can, or now I I own the guild, or now I own these uh, this tower. I decide to pay a little bit of funds, get the teleporters working, and now I can teleport to any guild in Skyrim. Or sorry, in in Cyrodiil. And I'm not actually a member of the Mages Guild. <laughs> you know, it, you know, it's it's sort of like inheriting a uh, a renter or something. Uh, a squatter. Just, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, it that was just sort of one of those one of those things. Thankfully, they they seem to have gotten a bit better with the DLC since then. Okay. Um. Anything, and uh, finally, yeah. What else you got? Yeah. Oh, la- la- we'll we'll just sort of quickly. Uh, uh, Skyrim, of course, we saw that they short they shortened the uh, the guilds you could join even further down to the Dark Brotherhood, the Thieves Guild, and they they the companions instead of the Fighters Guild. And we discovered that whatever you did to save the Mages Guild in um, in Oblivion didn't matter. It fell apart anyway. <laughs> Uh, and instead, we have the College of Winterhold, which, you know what? I actually like the College quest line. I like the College itself and the personalities of the of the students and and staff there. Like you don't have a huge amount of time dealing with them, but they stick out in my mind actually more than, frankly, pretty much anyone I met in Oblivion's Mages Guild. Oh sure, and, and, and you had yeah. Jezargo. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh, of course, there's the uh, the the restoration uh, chief who is the unbelievably paranoid <laughs> that people think that she's not a, a no that no one respects her. Um, just you know, it's it's a good plot line. The problem is this: whatever you're told, like your your entrance test is to cast a pretty low level spell, and once you've cast it, you're in, and you can do that entire quest. Without casting a single spell. No, no, I lie. At the very, very beginning, you have to cast a award spell for like five seconds. And after that, you will never have to cast a spell again. In that entire quest line. Yep. And as a result, you can become the Archmage of the entire college. And you haven't passed, uh, you have not passed uh, Destruction 101. Well, <clears throat> that's sort of um, the, the one of the big uh, points of um, criticism when it comes to you know the the College of Winterhold in Skyrim, and, and you know when when making Skyrim, I mean they've got to be lore based on it too. I mean they they can't have a Mage's Guild in in yeah. Skyrim. They had to do something for 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 that, but they couldn't put a Mage's Guild in there. Um, but that does not necessarily <laughs> excuse the fact that, you know, uh, farting a fireball out on on the seal and then and then not having to cast anything at all, that was, 
I, I know they want to they want to inspire lots of different characters um, in your in your uh, gameplay. Oh but yeah, you gotta you <laughs> gotta have something. I mean, even Morrowind yeah. had its levitate spell barrier. You know, yeah, exactly. You gotta and, have and this something. This is. This is the thing. It's like, you know, uh, it's a college. It's just not a very good college. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, uh... You know, at, at least with the Thieves' Guilds, to fully, to to be named the Guildmaster, you have to grind out every single uh, hold and, and make it a, a, uh, a thing in the, in the guild, or, you know, um, a member of... Uh, or get the guild set up there. So you put massive... Even after you finish the main quest line, you still have to do these little grinding missions to get the... To actually get the title. The uh, Archimage ship? Nope. <laughs> it's like, oh man, the boss is killed. Well, you you stopped everything. Anyone else want to be boss? No. Nope. No. 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 Okay, you, you take over. All right, I got this. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mark. Well, uh, thank you very much. We appreciate that uh, that that perspective there on the game. Um, let's uh, again uh, shift mildly over to Mike in the history of let's uh, let's get a perspective on the Mages Guild throughout the series uh, from the lore. So we're going to actually be talking uh, books directly out of the game Daggerfall, okay? Um, because you know we talked a lot about different ones and. Many of the books uh, get their start in Daggerfall. So uh, three of them that carry through quite a bit. Uh, the first one, The Old Ways, The Customs and Philosophy of Grave and Faithful Counsel by Solaris. We who know the old ways are well aware of the existence of a spiritual world, invisible to the unenlightened. Just as one living in a kingdom, but unaware of the political mas- machinations may see a new tax or battle preparation as capricious fortune. Many observe floods, famines, and madness with helpless incomprehension. This is deplorable, as the great Silurian Deharzan moaned. The power of ignorance can truly shatter, shatter mithril like glass. What, after all, is the origin of these spiritual forces that move the invisible things of Mundus? Any neophile of Arteum knows that the spirits of are our ancestors, and that while living, they too were bewildered by spirits of their ancestors, and so on the original Archaea. The Daedra and gods, the common people turned to, are no more than the spirits of superior man and woman, whose powers and passions granted them great influence in the phantom world, certainly. This is our faith and our religion, but does not help it. But it does not help us in our sacred duty of selflessness. Just one second. Mm-hmm. Okay. I lost my place. That's all. Oh, <laughs> all right. I thought maybe we were, getting, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we were getting another train. We we're like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> okay. Firstly, we can easily grasp the necessity of both bringing good men and good men great power and making powerful men good we recognize the multiple threats that a strong tyrant represents he breeds cruelty which feeds the daedra boethia and hatred which feeds the daedra vermina if he should die performing a particularly malevolent act 
he may go on to rule in oblivion. Worst of all, he inspires other villains to power and other rulers to villainy. Knowing this, we have developed patience in our dealings with such despots. They should be crippled, humiliated, impoverished, imprisoned. Other counselors may have other counselors than we may advocate assassination and warfare, which, aside from the spiritual significance, is expensive and may and likely to cause at least as much pain to innocence as the brutish dictator was inflicting. No, we are intelligence gatherers, dignified diplomats, not revolutionaries. How, then, are our counselors faithful? We are faithful only to the old ways. It is essential always to remember the spiritual word world in watching our world, performing the rites of Moata on the second of Hearthfire, and Vijalb on the first of Second Seed are essential means of empowering the salutatory ghosts and debilitating the unclean spirits. How, then, are we faithful to those we counsel on the Isle of Arteum? Perhaps the sage Talrithme said it best in Mundus, conflict disparity is what brings change, and change is most sacred to all of the eleven forces. Change is the force without focus or origin, and it is the duty of the disciplined Sigic, the Enlightened One. To dilute change where it brings greed, gluttony, sloth, ignorance, prejudice, and cruelty. And to encourage change where it brings excellence, beauty, happiness, and enlightenment. As such, the faithful council has but one master, his mind. In the man, the Sigic council acts wickedly and brings Ologanthir bad change and will be consoled. It is the Sigic's duty to counterbalance by any means. A student of the old ways may indeed vassal himself as a lord, but it is a risky relationship. Should the lord refuse wise counsel and the order of the Sigic to perform an act contrary to the teachings of the old ways, there are few available options. The Sigic may obtain abandon his lord, which will bring shame on him and the Isle of Arteum, and so may never be allowed home again. The Sigic may also kill himself. Oh. The end. <laughs> or that you could just dark. Yeah, I know, right? Way to way to end that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why why bring up this book? I guess is is the first question. Uh huh. So before the Mages Guild uh, and magic brought to the rest of Tamriel, uh, it was held by very few very powerful people. And prior to the events of ESO, uh, we learn of the Isle of Arteum and that the Mages Guild is a fairly new addition to the mainland. And it's through this next person that we're actually going to uh, get to uh, understand where the Mages Guild comes from. So, the next book is Galarian the Mystic. During the early bloody years of the Second Era, Vanis Galarian was born under the name Trictus, a serf on an estate of a minor nobleman. Lord Gyrnus of Sothlik on Kur, Trictus' father and mother were common laborers, but his father had secretly, against the law of the Lord Gyrnus, taught himself and then Trictus to read. Lord Gyrnus had been advised that literate serfs were an abomination of nature and dangerous to themselves and their lords and had closed all books away within 
Sothic Ankur. All booksellers, poets, and teachers were forbidden, except within the keep. None, nevertheless, a small-scale struggling opera, smuggling operation kept a number of books and scrolls in circulation right under Greasness's shadow. When Trectus was eight, the smugglers were found were found and imprisoned. Some said that Trectus's mother, an ignorant and religious woman fearful of her husband, was the betrayer of the smugglers. But there were other rumors as well. The trail of the smuggler, smugglers was non-existent, and the, the trial of the smugglers was non-existent, and the punishment swift. The body of his father was kept hanging for weeks during the hottest summer. Three months later, Trictus ran away from the estate. He made it as far as Eleanor, halfway across Somerset Isle. A band of troubadours found him nearly dead, curled up in a ditch by the side of the road, nursed him back to health, and employed him as an errand boy in return for food and shelter. One of the troubadours, a soothsayer named Haland, began testing Trictus's mind and found the boy, though shy, to be preternaturally intelligent and sophisticated, giving his circumstances. Haland recognized the boy in the boy a commonality, for Heland had been trained on the Isle of Arteum as a mystic. When the troop was performing in the village of Patsana, on the far eastern end of Somerset, Heland took Trickness, then a boy of eleven, to the Isle of Arteum. The magister of the Isle, Aichinus, recognized potential in Trickness and took him on as a pupil, giving him the name of Vanus Galerian. Mm. Vanus trained his mind on the Isle of Arteum, as well as his body. Thus was the first Archmagister of the Mages Guild trained. From the Sigics of the Isle of Arteum, he received his training. From his childhood of want and injustice, he received his philosophy of sharing knowledge. So that's the end of that book. Galarian the Mystic, the... Uh... The, the guy that uh, that that Mike squares off with in a battle of wits. As long as it's not a battle of reading uh, some of these names. <laughs> Let, let's put some extra letters here and there. Letters that aren't normally combined in the English language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's all good, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People still use the thorn, right? I think so, you know. I'm, I've got to brush up on my token pronunciations, you know, where... Uh, you know, Anglo-Saxon combinations of, of vowels. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have your tongue split in twain uh, before you're trying to say some of these, right? Because I'm pretty sure you need two tongues. No, I thought that was two tails. That too. <laughs> All right. So, so what about the origin of the Mages Guild here? This is the last one. The idea of a collection of mages, sorcerers, and assorted, assorted mystics pooling their resources and talents for the purpose of research and public charity was a revolutionary concept in the early years of the Second Era. The closest organization to what we know today, what we today know as the Mages Guild, was the Sigic Order on the Isle of Arteum. Magic was something to be learned by individuals, or at most, an intimate coven's. Mages were, if not actual hermits usually quite solitary. The Sigic Order served the rulers, rulers of Somerset as counselors, 
and chose its members by a complex ritualized method not understood by the common people. Its purpose and goals were likewise unpublished, and its detractors attributed the worst evil to the sources of its power. The religion of the old order could be described as ancestor worship, an increasingly unfashionable philosophy of the second era. When Vanis Galerian, a Sigic of Arteum and student of the famed Ichthys, began collecting mages from around Somerset Isles, he attracted the animosity of all. He was operating out of first hold, and there was a common, not and not entirely unsensible attitude that magical experiments should be conducted only in unpopulated areas. Even more shocking, Galarian proposed to make magical items, potions, and even spells available to any member of the general public who could pay. No longer was magic to be limited either to the aristocrat or the intelligentsia. Galarian was brought before Aechthys and the king of first told Rillis the Twelfth, and made to state the intentions of the guild he was forming. The fact that Galarian's speech to Rillis was not recorded for posterity is a tragedy, though it does allow the opportunity for historians to amuse one another with the lies and persuasions Galarian might have used to found the ubiquitous organization. The charter was approved. Almost immediately after the guild was formed, the question of security had to be answered. The Isle of Arteum did not have a force of arms to shield it from invaders interested in stealing its treasures. When the Sigic Order does not wish someone to land on the island, the island and all on it become insubstantial. The new Mages Guild had to hire guards. Galarian soon discovered what nobles have known for thousands of years. Money alone does not buy loyalty. The Knightly Order of the Lamp was formed the following year. Like a tree from an acorn, the Mages' Guild branched all over Somerset Isle, and then to mainland Tamriel. There are many records of superstitious or sensible fearful rulers forbidding the guilds in their kingdom, but their heirs or their heirs' heirs recognized the wisdom of allowing the guild to practice. The Mages' Guild was a powerful force in Tamriel, a dangerous foe if somewhat disinterested ally. There have been only a few rare incidents in the Mages' Guild actually becoming involved in a local political struggle. On these occasions, the guild's participation has been the ultimate decider of a conflict. By tradition, begun by Vanis Galarian, the Mages' Guild is a singular institution is presided over by a council of six archmages. Each guild location is run by a guild mage, assisted by a council of two, the master of Canubula and the Master at Arms. The Master of Incanubula presides over a council of an additional two mages, the Master of Academia and the Master of Scry. The Master at Arms also has a council of two, the Master of Initiates and the Palantis, the leader of the Order of the Lamb. One need not be a member of the Mages Guild to know that it is carefully constructed order is often nothing more than an illusion. As Vanis Galarian himself said bitterly, leaving Tamriel to travel to other lands, the guild has become nothing more than an intricate morass of political infight. Uh. So those are the three books pertaining to the formation of the Mages Guild in Daggerfall. All right. 
it's interesting to look at that and see basically where it went from there, how much was kept and how much was sort of gently put away to the side. Yeah. And how much was expanded upon? I mean, you know, looking for books to read um, for today's episode, there was actually quite a, a number of books. It's just many of them were from Skyrim or from ESO. Uh, and the, there was only three really pertaining to the Mages Guild out of Daggerfall. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to be in Daggerfall. We're talking about the So, you know, let's start with those three books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, very much uh, appreciated, gentlemen, um, from both the Sonarist Archives and uh, the history of. Uh, let's, let's quickly jump into uh, our fast question of the week, which is this. Um, is there a game you prefer playing the Mage's Guild in over any other? Now, which game is it, and why, and why not? Let's go with Mike. I prefer Oblivion over the others. Okay, why? Uh, I, I feel like it gives you more of that guild feeling that, you know, you start off at a very low level and have to work your way up and through it, um, and you actually have to be fairly competent. I mean, it's not like Skyrim where you can just, you know, blink your eye and, you know, you're over and done with. Yeah. Uh, and ESO, you know, there is some work in it, but I don't, you know, it, it still feels like in the end, I'm not sure if I feel truly accomplished, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Mark? Uh, as much as I complain about not requiring too much skill as a mage, uh, I actually prefer the College of Winterhold. Um, I... I like what they do with the um, I like what they do in Oblivion, but I do feel that the opening quest feels a bit long. Um, and I just find that it has Oblivion's Oblivion's Mage's Guild quest, I feel, is a bit anticlimactic, the the conflict at the end. I think Skyrim has a much more epic feeling conflict, uh, both mechanically and visually and with you know, with what the stakes feel like, um, it feels like it has more impact. Partly because the characters you're involved with feel like are, are much more unique characters. Yeah, like the uh, the cast in the Oblivion Mages Guild is everyone in every single guild across the entire uh, province, whereas you have a much tighter cast of characters and people to to get at least some sort of feel for in in Skyrim. Okay. Yeah. Um, whereas I I enjoy um, Oblivion, and and I I really enjoy the the Mages Guild quests. Um, if I'm if I'm looking to sort of you know uh, kick back a bit, I'd say, and um, you know do do some you know get that mage type feeling. Um, you know, I, I will enjoy Oblivion. However, I, I've got to say, get ready for a surprise, guys. I actually prefer the Mage's Guild quest in in Elder Scrolls Online. Hmm. Um, okay. Is it because you want those two skill points? Well, you know, it's uh, the two skill points. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I like the way it's set up. So, yeah, so yes, two skill points notwithstanding, um, what I do like is I like the uh the fact that if i'm gonna go full-on mage okay um i can join the 
the Mages Guild and have access to the skills and the passives. The storyline is very interesting, I feel. Um, yeah. So I, I do enjoy the storyline. I also like going after all of those Mages Guild books. To me, that that is a really fun aspect of getting experience in the Mages Guild. Um, yes, I do like that. It, it's a lot of fun, and then on top of it, like you can you pick one up and you can actually read it, and it's 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 not just like a token you find in the game. Like it's just oh look here it's a, here's here's one of those books, and let me flip through and read it if I want. If I don't want to, I don't have to. Um, and and I like um, you know, I, I, it to me it's it's. Uh, the the Mages Guild in in Elder Scrolls Online marries today's expectations and technology with uh, yesterday's um, RPG uh, Guild in Elder Scrolls sort of sort of grind feel and, and how I interact with the the Mages Guild in Elder Scrolls Online and, and the Fighters Guild is the same way too. Um, how I interact with it in Elder Scrolls Online determines what i i really want if i really want it to be like a grindy sort of a thing then i can i can definitely you know focus on everything that the the mages guild asks you to to do and, and grind all of those uh that experience and and the questing to to gain access to all the skills and passives but if i if i want to just put it on back burner and be like yeah i'll, I'll get to it eventually you know it's it's here and then it's not here i can do that too um so i if I'm gonna play uh, a a mages guild quest, I'm likely probably gonna d dip into Elder Scrolls Online and and go from there. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we do have a uh, a, a mod that we'd like to feature today, and um, uh, blah, blah. Mike, would you mind with uh, Dovabit the Rabbit Pet? So, Dovabit the Rabbit Pet by Mikyan. This mod was, ba was made by Mikyan and uploaded to the Steam Workshop for Skyrim and available for Skyrim Special Edition for PC and Xbox One. A follower pet that can carry items. Harvest alchemy ingredients five times faster. It is small so it doesn't get in the way. It runs away during a fight. It can't initiate a fight with high stealth rating. It can be used along with a follower, such as Lydia. It can be used to lure enemies. It can wear hats and helmets, too. Aww. The Dover Rabbit can be found in Faringir's room in Dragon's Reach and will follow you when you talk to it. So, this is for Mark's wife, the Dover Rabbit. I I may actually have that already loaded up, <laughs> and I uh, I may also have found a mod that she that she loves where uh, it increases the size of all rabbits in Skyrim by a factor of ten. Wow! So they're, they're basically like the size of uh, of dogs, if not bigger, running around. Just gigantic rabbits. Just oh, she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she does. Mm -hmm. That's cute. I, I feel that uh, considering the name of the thread to get me the computer was called How to Knit Bunnies, <laughs> I I, I kind of feel I have to have at least one rabbit mod loaded up there. Right. <laughs> uh, to, 
to uh, signify that the bunny hath been knitted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, and if you'd like to, you know, hear Mark's wife uh, on QGN's podcast, uh, listen to the uh, most recent uh, uh, Halloween episode of QGD&D, where she is one of the characters, or one of the players. Yeah. She is, uh, she is there and makes an appearance. Yes, yes, we we did a special ha- Halloween episode, uh, QGD&D, Children of the High Fructose Corn Syrup, uh, where we played a game called Monsters and Other Childish Things. It is an absolutely insane ramble, uh, as a whole bunch of kids go out and have fun on Halloween with their uh, horrible monsters, and I highly suggest it. It, it was it was a, it was a laugh to run. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, uh, moving right along here, Danny, our wonderful community member here and uh, keeper of the Book of Hooligans, has um, has uh, granted us yet with another passage from, from the Book of Hooligans uh, from <clears throat> chapter 5, verse 3. And lo... On one occasion did Almighty Talos gaze down upon his creation unknown and see a man weeping with sorrow. What art thy problem, my son? did Almighty Talos ask. And the sad man did lift his brow from the sand and say, Almighty Talos, thou hast given me much, but perhaps too much. Too short are my days and too long is my week. The burden thy hath placed upon me causes me to leave deep footprints in the sand. And seest I only one set of footprints? Well, <laughs> I see where this is going. Where art thou to help? <laughs> and did verily almighty Talos roar? Footsteps in sand? Art thou on skooma? Thou shalt indeed see one set of footsteps. And they shalt be from whence almighty Talos shall pick up thy whiny self and cast thee to oblivion. Furthermore, since thou feeble weeping doth verily create embarrassment, almighty Talos shalt take in pity and show mercy to all nern. Henceforth shalt there be a day freed us. Where thou shalt do naught but think of thy weak end. From here to sovereign God it shalt be so, and thou shalt think only of drinking thy mead, and touching thy maiden, and grabbing thy man, and riding thy guar. Or perhaps any variation thereof. This shalt be so! And in return... Shalt thou honor Almighty Talos' gift to thee by chanting, Thank you, Invincible Talos, it's Freyras, you know! Upon each and every Freyras, since this phrase be long, and to avoidest future complaint, Almighty Talos shall permit and shorten acronym to T-I-T-I-F-U-K! <laughs> Indeed! T-I-T-I-F-U-K. <laughs> yes. 
Pity for... Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> be used with great gusto in his stead. From here until Savagard, it is so! And it was good. Hooligans. <laughs> Chapter 5, verse 3. <laughs> we cleared that shark. I don't think we're going to see it for a while. <laughs> we cleared that shark. <laughs> well, when we jumped it. <laughs> we're right over it. <laughs> Danny, these keep getting better and better. I, I swear. Well, they keep getting. <laughs> it, it, they, they do keep. In, indeed, they, they keep getting. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, was, that was very good. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, and, and not without uh, with its follow-up sneeze, apparently, uh, toward the end. <clears throat> okay, uh, we do have a, uh, an email that has come from us uh, from one of our listeners. Um, Mark, would you mind, good sir? Sure, not a problem. Hey, guys, love the show. I've been a listener since the first Skyrim OTR podcast way back in the day. So at the end of this last Halloween episode, I believe Mark, and maybe it was Mike, asked for more topics from listeners. So here are my suggestions. How about an episode or two on the evolution of armor and weapons throughout the series? What's the same, what's the same different, and why? Is there lore, changes, uh, lore behind the changes, updates, etc.? Or is it more developer-driven to make the system more friendly? You guys have definitely touched on this, i.e. no spears in Skyrim, but I think it's an, an interesting idea. And what about future weapons and armor that might be included in Elder Scrolls Six? Apologies if you already did this. Anyway, keep up the excellent work, and thanks for spicing up my day one lore bit and, and laugh at a time. Aww. Best, Matt from Fairfax. Uh, uh, Matt from Fairfax. P.S. Varwin, you have an amazing innate talent to do voice work, my friend. Second career, perhaps? Just saying. Fusroda. Fusroda. Yeah, he's got a point there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mike, Mike, what do you say? I really like that idea, especially like when we move to the Morrowind phase, I think, because their armor is... Very unique compared to some of the other games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like that idea, and we'll put that definitely in the the possibly this year type of uh, uh, list here. Yeah, because we're going to be here in Daggerfall um, for another two episodes, and that should clear us into, you know, at least halfway into uh, December. Yeah. And then after that, yeah. we've got our... Um, I don't know. It's like a unity episode that we do, right? It's, uh, it kind yep. of un- unites the whole Yeah, we'll figure something out for that. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, we're probably talking, you know, early next year. We'll be in Morrowind, and, uh, you know, we'll definitely put that on the list, because I really like some of the Morrowind uh, stuff, and maybe, if we are incredibly lucky, the guys over at uh, Skywind uh, there will have uh, Skywind out, and we can actually see some of the uh, armors in in the Skyrim engine. Mm. Then we could compare directly Skyrim and Morrowind armor sets. Wouldn't uh, wouldn't that be nice? Get a little, uh, you know. Hopefully, those guys are able to make a little progress. You know. Yeah. All right, folks. Yeah. Well, uh, here we are at uh, at the end of our 
our illustrious show. And um, just put this on pause. Uh, I got to tell you, it's great being back in Daggerfall, and uh, I'm having a good time. Um, I want to thank everyone for for checking out the show today. So those of you uh, at home or in your commute who are listening via podcast or at home uh, on your computer watching us through YouTube, uh, we really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, If you're on YouTube, please feel free to leave a comment below. And uh, if you like it, please consider subscribing and uh, giving us a like on on the YouTube video. Uh, for those who made it into the live Twitch chat room here at twitch.tv slash quest gaming network, thank you very, very, very much. We've had a very nice, um, uh, uh, large and and uh, active chat room today uh, talking about all the various uh, things that we've been discussing. So um, that is great having you guys here. And uh, of course, I'd like to thank Mike and Mark as well for putting together yet another wonderful show. Um, so Thank you, guys. That was uh, you guys did a wonderful job, and all of your research, as always, is uh, right on on point. Uh, final thoughts, starting with Mike. Uh, I am looking forward to more uh, crazy Daggerfall stuff because usually those are the most hilarious of the episodes. Just check back to our wall humping episode. <laughs> <laughs> the story time from them oftentimes precedes them for years, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. That so I, I'm looking forward to some craziness. Oh yeah, and some of the books you know that I'll be reading for the next couple of weeks here are going to be right out of Daggerfall. So the books that um, some of them didn't carry on in the rest of the series. So, oh yeah, uh, we might there, there get some are, interesting ones. Yeah, there are some concepts in here that just sort of are dropped completely or completely change. Mm. Yep. So yeah, uh, Mark, your final thoughts. Yeah, no, I'm. This was a. <laughs> I love Daggerfall, so it was great to revisit and consider just how things have changed over the uh, the course of the series. Um, with the Mages Guild and the effects Daggerfall had of really setting guilds up. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to see where we go next time. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, whereas we'll be in, we'll be in Daggerfall uh, again for the next two episodes of Classic... Um, we, uh, I just want to, I just want to remind you that we may not be, uh, we're obviously not going to be talking about the Mages Guild, but we are going to be, you know, grabbing something up in Daggerfall that is, you know, affected whether positively or negatively throughout the, the rest of, uh, the series. Um, Elder Scrolls Off the Record is, is going to record next week, um, and will likely be, um, probably, I'm going to, I'm going to say probably Saturday night. Uh, as long as that's that's cool with you guys. Got to check my calendar, but I'll let you know. Yeah, so should be pr- no problem with me. Either Friday or Saturday, but likely it's going to be uh, you know Saturday night. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can we can squeeze it in there. But you know, follow us at at Elder Scrolls OTR. Okay, and uh, we will. Uh, yeah, follow us at El- Elder Scrolls OTR on Twitter, and we're going to let you know one way or the other. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with with that, and um, obviously the next next episode of Classic is going to be in two weeks. Uh, however, you can catch lunchtime uh, lunchtime in Tamriel. <laughs> uh, you can catch well, it's lunchtime somewhere in the world. It's I was about to say yeah, it's it's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, <laughs> you can always catch you can always catch Dancing with Daggers, our our Friday night. Elder Scrolls Online Community Extravaganza. This is this is where 
the um, the daggers, those hooligans from the Rosie Lion Inn in Daggerfall throw down uh, every Friday night starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash um, Quest Gaming Network. And um, I would also like to remind everyone that uh, I am I am streaming on Twitch as well nearly every night. Um, where it's it's an Elder Scrolls stream doesn't you know I've been playing a lot of Skyrim Special Edition a lot of Elder Scrolls Online it's a good time uh, you can check that out the same Twitch channel as well twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network and follow us again um, on our Twitter account at Elder Scrolls OTR to see you know if I'm uh, doing anything that day or not um, yeah uh, yeah definitely give QG DND. A check and a listen to. It's a fantastic show. You're going to want to listen to that. And uh, you can get that and all of our other shows at questgamingnetwork.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, of course, the website, YouTube, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork as well. So lots of different ways that you can um, hang out with us and uh, check out all of our shows. To you, I say thank you. Everyone, take care, be safe, and as always... May the force be with you.